When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up? This is Will Carroll, and you're listening to the Vieira Vault. Grab a jam, I swear, when it's a down fly podcast. This guy's insane, rock to breathe, it's just as soft as the Vieira Vault. Smack him a gob, Vieira Vault is back, never left. Every week you get a new episode, and this one is just as good as the last two, where Will Carroll of Death Angel joins me to talk about the Judas Priest discography, and this is the last of the episodes. We tackle everything from Painkiller all the way to Firepower, and we talk about a couple other things you want going to want to stick around here. So, uh... Let's get this started, and already, I know, even with the start of it, I know it's going to cause a little bit of controversy. Let's do this. All right, now I'm going to ruffle a couple feathers <laughs> with uh, the next one. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't mind painkiller. I really don't, but hear me out. What we said earlier about Judas Priest, how taking chances. Yeah. I just feel this album's a little too one-dimensional. Great songs. But it's, it's, I don't hear a lot of chances on it. I, I, I would say that's my only problem with it. I mean, okay, Touch of Evil is a little different, but it's kind of them trying to be Zeppelin a little bit. Sure. But I just hear them trying to be more thrashy. Uh, my favorite track is the Painkiller song. It's just so badass. Love Hell Patrol. I love All Guns Blazing, Nightcrawler. That's a lot of good songs. I, yeah, I love a lot of songs on here, but as far as a, a whole album, I just felt like it was a little safe for me. What did you think? Uh, it's a bit forced. I mean, I think it was it blew me away when uh, when I saw the Painkiller video that came out yeah. before the album. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, like you know, and I bought the album right away, and I love the album cover. Yeah, and I love how they brought the the Judas Priest symbol back. You know. Um, yeah. But I do, I do agree. It's one dimensional, and it's a bit forced at times. It seems like, but overall, I love this album. But I will say the one thing that's lacking is I, the solos aren't as interesting as they used to be. Uh, like they, they like started doing sweeps. You know, like they they got more technical with their with their lead play, especially uh, Glenn Tipton. And all of a sudden, he's doing sweeps all the time and like playing like Ingve kind of. And I missed his older style, like where, you know, he didn't have as many tricks in his bag, per se. Right. But he still wrote, like, really memorable kick-ass solos. And some of the solos on Painkiller, the album, aren't aren't very memorable. They're just kind of shredding all the way through, you know? Right. I love All Guns Blazing. That's another standout for me. Uh, hey, Night, the first three tracks. Cool. I love Nightcrawler. Yeah. It's so, kind of like the Sentinel type totally, vibe. Totally, you know? totally. Uh, another album that ends weak, though. I, I don't like the last song. Uh, yeah, One Shot of Glory. Yeah, that song's weak, man. Yeah, it wasn't played live either. 
Did you yeah, see this was, tour? Oh, yeah. I saw it three times. Wow. I only saw it once. Uh, Megadeth For, and Testament, right? And Megadeth. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Megadeth, Testament. And then the second time... Oh, excuse me. I only saw this tour twice. I saw it with uh, Megadeth, Testament. That was a hell of a bill. Uh, Megadeth on um, uh, Rust, Rust and tour. And Testament on Souls of Black, Souls right? Black, yeah. Yeah, a hell of a show. Um, and then I saw them... On the second leg of Painkiller, they did this, uh, this festival. Rock tour. and roll, rock and roll, Operation Oper- Rock and Roll. Yeah, you, you didn't see that? I'll tell you why I didn't see it. Uh, they broke it in half in Florida. The, uh, Judas Priest and Alice Cooper played way up north, I think in Tallahassee, which is like an eight-hour drive. Right. And down here, we got Motorhead, uh, Motorhead, Metal Church, and Dangerous Toys. So I saw half of it. Oh, wow. You know, it, that, that tour was a bomb. I mean, because metal was on the, the downswing, you know, no one yeah. cared about Judas Priest or bands like Alice Cooper, even Motorhead. Maybe Motorhead was barely making it. Uh, so uh, the tour was a bomb. And when it came to the Bay Area, I went to the Shoreline Amphitheater and it was so underattended that they had to close the, the whole lawn section and let everyone oh, wow. come down and sit down. And even then, like it was still half full, and like it worked out great for me because I had a, a lawn seat. And since they let us down, like I went down to the fifth row, dude. I was stoked, man. Wow, so, nice. But yeah, it was really un, un, uh, underattended. But it's the only festival tour I've ever seen in my life that I was a fan of every single band on the bill. I wow. love Dangerous Toys, at least their first album. I really love their first album. Uh, I I love Old Metal Church. All the way up to Human Factor, and that was on the Human Factor. Yeah, tour. it was. Yeah, uh, I love Bell Church and you know Motorhead, Alice Cooper, and Priest. I was stoked the whole fucking day, man. Like usually when there's that many bands, there's at least one band I could, could care less about. But uh, I was stoked for that tour. It was great, but kind of heartbreaking at the same time. You knew it was you knew the party was ending. You know, it's like ah oh, man, no one likes metal anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, then we get into the real dark times. Yes. But, uh, you know, <laughs> Rob Hoffert left. Um, and this was uh, roughly around, I remember um, Freddie Mercury died of AIDS. And Rob Hoffert had a press conference. And we were, I don't know if you remember this, we were all freaking out. We thought he got AIDS. You know, and I don't, uh, I don't remember this. No. Yeah, I even have it on video. Uh, well, not the whole press conference, uh, a snippet of it from MTV News. Uh, Rob Hoffert's going to do a press conference, and his press conference was, I don't have AIDS. <laughs> That's the first thing he says, and I'm leaving Priest. And we were all like, oh, my God. I mean, okay, he doesn't have AIDS, but this is very depressing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that was the beginning of uh, a long time before. Oh, man, how many years was that? Maybe like 13 years before he came back, right? Yeah, and even it was even a long time before they even put out another album. Like uh, Jugular didn't come out till seven years later. Seven, seven years later, seven. damn. Seven damn. years later, and uh, oof. what do you think of Jugulator? You know, I wanted to hate it, and I just I was not giving it a chance whatsoever. And finally, someone gave me a promo copy of it that had like maybe three or four songs, Bullet Train, and. Uh, maybe the title track, and 
I kind of liked it, man. So I, I ended up buying the album uh, a few months after it came out. And I think a few songs hold up. I, I It's definitely not a consistent album, but I like it better than Demolition. That's for damn sure. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of this album. Really? Um, I love Cathedral Spires. Off yeah, it. that's a cool tune. Uh, Burned in Hell is pretty cool. And Bullet Train. And Bloodstain's okay. But yeah, yeah. Some of this album is like laughable, and I don't mind like really bad lyrics. But this this one goes like you know I like cheese, but this is kind of like you know cheese that was left on the counter for like two years and it's moldy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, brain dead, uh, uh, decapitate, death row, and dead. You are dead meat. I was yeah. like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? And I love Ripper, and I saw this tour, and holy shit, was that good. You know, did you ever see Priest with Ripper? I never did, man. Holy fuck, man. That guy's a beast. And the way he would do those classic Priest songs, Jesus, like Sense and all. And I mean, the guy just nailed it. You know, I thought live they were incredible. You know, but uh, eh. they they played a little tiny club called the Button South. Yeah, because they played a little place here. uh, They played the Warfield here. And that's, that's tiny for, at least for Priest back then, it was tiny. And, uh, yeah, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to go, man. I just, I love Rob Halford so much. I wish I did go though, but, um, was the show well attended? Was it sold out or packed? Well, yeah, it was, but it was, it's tiny though. I mean, shit, you know, local bands would pack that place, you know? Right. Uh, it was a small place, but yeah, it was a, uh, a good turnout. It was packed. I was all the way up front. I loved it. I thought they were. Just phenomenal. And I saw a demolition tour and I loved it as well. But, you know, as far as this album, and you know what really, really bothers me about this album is it's one of the coolest album covers ever, and yet they blow it up and pixelate it as the cover. Totally, man. Totally. You know, you've seen the whole, that you know, when you open the CD, the tray, under the tray, it shows the full album cover. Yeah. And it's so badass with the flames and this monster. But they put this pixelated close-up of it that what the fuck were they thinking man it looks terrible it's fucking horrible and do you like the logo that the the logo they use for that album well i don't hate it but you know i prefer the the other ones the totally. ones but um well it's better than jp <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and yeah you know what I'll, i'm looking at it now i'll even put it against that busy new logo with the the little cross at the T, you know. Oh, okay. I'll even I'll even put it above, uh, above that. But yeah, I, I don't. Do you like it? Uh, not nearly as much as any of their other logos. But I thought it was pretty cool looking. I thought it was a a good uh, a good interpretation of the old logo, kind of. But yeah, it was cool. Right. Did you ever hear the B side of them doing Rapid Fire? From that era, no. Yeah, it, it, there, I have this CD. It's uh, from Japan, Bullet Train single. It has Green Man Alishi Studio and Rapid Fire Studio. Green Man Alishi is cool, too. It's very slow, though. Very, very slow. But Rapid Fire is awesome with extra lyrics. Like, they actually, they, um, there's a chorus. Rapid Fire Between the Eyes, something like that. It's really good, actually. And uh, But um, I just... You know what it is, too? It's like Glenn Tipton wrote all the music to this, all the lyrics, you know? And it kind of like, I don't know, it became... Yeah, like when you hear Angel Retribution, it's like, 
Yeah, those are cool lyrics. I mean, these right. lyrics just, I mean, they're laughable. And I love bad lyrics. Don't get me wrong, you know? Well, but, have you heard Have you heard Glenn Tipton's solo album, which came out around that time as well? I have Baptism in Fire. Is that the name of it, I think? Yeah, that's, that's the name. I it, think there's some, some great songs on there. But he wrote all the lyrics on that album, too. And those are laughable lyrics, too, man. Hardcore yeah, I, and... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't. I think I only listened to it once and never listened to it again. Though I still own it. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think wasn't John Entwistle on that album? Yep, and Robert Trujillo. Wow, that's so cool. John Entwistle is like my favorite bass player. No, I yeah, gotta he, give it another chance. I haven't listened to it. I think I only put it on once and never listened to it again. It's not bad. I mean, there's some good drummers on there too. So he has a good team he's working with. But yeah, the lyrics are. are are laughable like you said they're just embarrassingly bad but man in the whole discography of judas priest i would even put the next album below turbo i would have to agree this is by far the worst judas priest album and man there's this guy that loves this album that had us review it and i felt really bad because he joined us on the podcast And we were just laughing the whole way through, like, what the fuck is this? Subterfuge. Metal Messiah is actually rap rap metal. Yeah. You know, the last track on there, it's just laughable, this album. It's like, oh, you know what? Jugulator wasn't that bad. <laughs> totally. I mean, Jugulator, you know, it was, it was a, it sounded like the follow up to Painkiller at, at times, you know? But uh, uh, Demolition is just really all over the place. Like, yeah, a, a different style, style from song to song. Like, they're trying to be Pantera a lot yeah. in there. And, like, little hints of kind of new metal-ish type of things. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I, I, like you said and I said, I mean, we both like it when they experiment. But they, they, they were messing with the wrong thing, wrong formulas on this album, man. Like, that last song, totally, Metal Messiah, like. I, I hate most of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is the worst Priest album. And the worst album cover, too. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, what is up with that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no thought put into it. Totally. Uh, the, the, I, I noticed the, the logo's a little more different. Yep. But, uh, yeah. and uh, But I'll tell you, one thing I did like was, uh, did you ever hear the Japanese bonus track called What's My Name? No. It's the only song Ripper Owens ever wrote with Priest. And it's really not that bad. I mean, I'm not saying it's great, but after hearing this whole album, it's definitely the best track. Uh, huh. Yeah, there's a song called What's My Name. I'll where, check it out. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, judging it by the rest of this album, it's fucking... It's it's genius. It's, it's beyond the realms <laughs> of death. You know? <laughs> but, yeah, man... Uh, what was another? I'm looking at the track listing now. It's it's forgettable. I, you know, it's been a long time since I've listened to that. Yeah, album. It's, a long it's just time. bad. Bloodsuckers. I remember that one. Oh wow, I forgot all about that track. Yeah, yeah. I remember Subterfuge and Metal Messiah. Is like man, those are the two that really fucking hurt me. But the rest was just shit. I thought. Yeah, I mean, it's just even the the songs that are trying to sound like Judas Priest or or be metal are just boring you know i just yeah i i actually sold that album i, I don't have that on, on cd anymore i sold it a couple of years ago that's how, that's how much i i like that album <laughs> yeah it's it's not good but 
Hoffert returns. Uh, yes. For, for uh, in 2005, with I consider a criminally underrated album that really has <laughs> everything I love about Priest because this there's chances all over this album. It's not painkiller, you know. It's not one dimensional. This album uh-huh. goes does left turns and right turns. But uh, I'll get into this album. But I'm, I'm curious to know what do you think of uh, Angel Retribution? I thought it was incredibly disappointing. Wow. Yeah. Explain. Um, I mean, I wanted to love it so bad, dude. I was so excited to have Halford back, and, and uh, I couldn't wait to hear it. And, uh, the first song is really good. Uh, what's the first song? Uh, Shooter's Rising. Rising. Killer opening track, but. I don't know. The album never really takes off. It just kind of stays at a mid pace for the whole record. The production's really muddy. I thought it was going to sound like painkiller, not so much like thrashy sounding, but but just like the the production wise, I thought it was going to be really razor sharp and, and loud and bombastic. And it's totally not that. It has kind of a dull production to it. And and I think that Scott Travis overuses double bass now. Ever since that album, uh, not so much on the latest album, uh, uh, Fire, uh, Firepower. Firepower, yeah. But on the on Angel Retribution and the, the two follow-ups, he's he's overusing double bass, man. Like every fucking song is, dick it, dick it, dick it, dick it, dick it, dick it. He's, I mean, I love double bass just like everyone else, but uh, you gotta break it up a little bit or it just gets really monotonous. And I just noticed on that album. Uh, a trend where he just does double bass on every single part of every every song practically. Uh, so that was kind of a letdown. And I don't know, man. The songs just don't grab me. Like, I didn't like the single, Revolution. Um, Bad I mean, choice. I I'll admit that. I don't dislike the album, but I just had such high expectations. And I, I don't think it, they uh, uh, lived up to them. But I know a lot of people think this album is underrated. And the tour was great. Um, I, I should maybe like revisit it because I know people who do love this album and you're one of them. Yeah, I do. I really do. I think Deal With The Devil is a killer. Uh, you know, it's just certain songs on here reminded me of certain eras. You know, like, right. you know, uh, Hell Hell Rider. Rider. Yeah, Hell yeah that, re- that reminded me more of a, of a painkiller, which yeah. I love. You know, throw a little painkiller and then throw other stuff, you know. Right. Uh, and uh, but here's the one. <laughs> this is a song that's a, universally hated, and I fucking love it. Is the 13 minute masterpiece Loch Ness? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hear it, Will. Because everybody been... thinks the song sucks. Yeah, I don't like it either, dude. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the the definitely the, the low point on the album. Uh, yeah, it's really. That was a song I would skip. Like I think I've only heard it all. Well, the way you just through. stop. You just stop the album. Yeah, just... right, right, right. Uh, I think I've heard it all the way through, like maybe three times in my life. Like I just, I don't dig it, man. <laughs> I love, I, I, I love, I love the ballad Angel. I love what, uh, worth fighting for because it's different. You know, it's the shit I love about Judas Priest. I liked Wheels of Fire, but yeah, my favorite would probably be Hell Rider off it and Angel. Me Those too. Two are- me those, too. Those are two, my two favorites. I, I love Deal with the Devil. Deal one? with the Devil. Deal with the Devil kind of reminds me of something that came off of uh, what was the name of the first Rob Halford solo album? 
uh, Resurrection. Album. Yeah, it reminds me of something from, from that album. Did you like that album? Oh, dude, he he put Judas, he put Judas Priest to shame by like, comparing big time what what they put out without him into his solo album. Fucking a man, uh, amazing. I, I like all of Halford's solo albums, even his. Even his fucking Christmas uh, albums are pretty cool. You know, I never uh, heard. I never heard it. Uh, the, he has. Two he has of two now. of them. Yeah, he has two. Yeah, I don't have the second one, but the first one was really good, man. Like, you know, it's mostly like Christmas classics, but he wrote a couple of originals that are about winter time, and not necessarily about Christmas, but it's about the, the season, the holiday. Uh, they're great songs, man. Like, it, it's a good thing to put on around the house. Around the family during the holidays, you know, I, I enjoy it very much. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll give it a listen. What did you think of Fight? Um, I liked it, but I didn't love it. I thought he was trying to be like Prong and Pantera a little yeah. too much. Uh, was, the first album had a couple of cool songs. I, I bought the first album. I didn't bother getting the second one, but I bought War of Words and uh. The the first song, what's the first song called? Into uh, the Pit. Yeah, that's a pretty rock. I mean, that's a great song. It's fucking heavy. And Nails of the Gun is pretty heavy. But I actually like the versions of those songs better on the Halford Live album when he does it with his Halford band. Insurrection. Oh, what was it called again? Live Insurrection. Live? Yeah. Those he, sound better with his band than the the Fight band, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, Fight was cool. I mean, I, I take Fight over Ripper. Ripper. Oh yeah. Sarah Juice Definitely. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, I, I dug it. I dug a few tracks on the second one. Yeah, they went a little too, but it did have its moments. But um, but the, I, I liked War Words a lot. And uh, but you know what was cool? You just brought up that live album. Did you ever hear the bonus track that didn't make that live album? Oh, that the the fucking studio song. Uh, oh no, no, Scream for well, the night. No, it, it was a live track. Maybe maybe I don't even know that one, but. There was a live song with Rudolph Schenker doing Blackout, and it's really good. Really? Yeah, they do. He covers Blackout. Rudolph Schenker, Rudolph Schenker comes up on stage, and that was like a Japanese bonus track to the live album. I didn't and know about that. It's really good. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. At it's the end of the live album, at the end of the live album, there's a couple of unreleased studio tracks, and one of them screams in the night. That song. Fucking rips, dude. Oh, it, it. it might be the best uh, uh, Halford solo song, dude. Wow. It's fucking ripping, man. I like Silent Scream off the Resurrection. Hell kind of, uh, uh, what do you call, um, <clears throat> it's like Beyond the Realms of Death Part 2. Totally, totally. I love Pretty it. Bad. And Crucible was cool, too. I mean, that one didn't get a lot of attention, but it had its moments, though. It was more different. But it had some great tra tracks on it. <clears throat> Speaking of terrible album covers, how about his uh, his solo album he put out recently with the the Formula One car in the cover? He oh my that. god! Yeah, made of metal <laughs> or stuff like that. <laughs> Him screaming. <laughs> <laughs> totally, dude. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard. I don't think I, I. don't think I ever heard that album. Me neither. But like the the cover didn't make me want to rush out and buy it. That's that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> All right, now we go into what do you dislike more, Demolition or the next one, Nostradamus? Definitely Demolition. Definitely. Okay. Right. I, I, I can't believe I even had to think about it that long. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Nostradamus, oh, I, I just, I remember seeing that tour 
and uh, and I took some acid with my or either mushrooms, <laughs> either mushrooms or acid. I was I was tripping, and I was with my friend. And on that tour, they did the the album in its entirety, didn't they? Or? Wow! No, I I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. The tour didn't come here. Oh yeah, dude. They it was they toured for Ozfest for for that album, I think. Yeah, you know what happened? Uh, uh, no, no. Well, maybe they did, but when Hoffer first joined the band before Angel Retribution, they did the Ozfest, and I was going. And luck would have it. The day that it was supposed to happen, we got hit with, I forgot what name of Hurricane it was. Oh, man. Yeah. And it was Black Black Sabbath and Judas Priest. I was like, fuck, to the gods, you know? And And Slayer. And Slayer. And I remember vividly that night uh, going to the beach with a bottle of vodka, screaming at the sky, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on the Nostradamus tour, I... They played more than half of the album. I, mean, I felt like they played the whole album. And we were tripping balls. And I remember my friend just sitting down with his, with his head in his hands. And he was like, Will, make him stop saying Nostradamus, dude. Because <laughs> 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 he said Nostradamus like a thousand times throughout yeah. that album. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the album's bloated and uh, just kind of boring and way too long. Um yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't into it, man. But I definitely take it over fucking demolition any day. Well, I love this album. Now, I know you do. <laughs> and 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 I'll say this: I I do understand the dislike for it because it's. And, and I'll admit there are a few intros that she need to be either taken down or shaved because a lot of these songs have these long keyboard type intros. Yeah, and I didn't like it at first. But I was like, hey, it's different. It's Judas Priest. And I would play this. I don't know if you remember the story. When this album first came out, there was a dude that listened to this album for a year straight. And he, he, he was even on Blabbermouth and even Judas Priest like invited him backstage because he couldn't stop playing it. He played it like a thousand times. You know? <laughs> I, like, I, I never he, heard of this. Yeah, yeah. When the first when the album came out, there was some dude that played it like every day, all day for like a year, you know? Wow. So I took a cue from that guy, though I didn't play it as much. But every time I take my walks with my iPod and I would listen to this constantly. And it took me, yeah, I've got to say, like a few weeks, but I wouldn't give up. And man, I, I ended up loving it. There's, I do admit, it's a little too long. There's some keyboard stuff that need to be shaved down that I find unnecessary for intros to songs, like even the the first song. But man, I love Prophecy. I think uh, Persecution's a great song. Alone is a deep, like mellower track. I love love the title track. I love Calm Before a Storm. I I think it ends great with Future of Mankind. Now, would I put this in my top ten priest albums? No, I won't. But okay. I get it. I do get it. A lot of people don't. I understand. I do understand, you know, because it is. And in a way, I think it was Judas Priest saying, God, man, we're not as popular as Iron Maiden. Let's do an album like them, you know, because Iron Maiden does these songs, like, you know, long, long songs. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So I see I, maybe there was a little influence on Iron Maiden when it came to this album, but. 
I dig it, man. And I still, I played it like, I don't know, like a week or two ago. And I always play it in its entirety. And I love walking to it. You know, it's, I don't know. I'm a weird dude. Hey, I love turning circles. What do I know? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a pretty interesting comparison that I never really thought of. Uh, it does sound like a, a modern day Iron Maiden album. Because modern, the last, I mean, I'm not a big fan of current Iron Maiden albums. I think they're kind of boring as well. Me too. I hate them. So, yeah, so yeah, that's a good comparison. That I would, I would agree agree with that. That uh, Nostradamus does sound like an attempt at a modern day Iron Maiden album. Yeah, you know, yeah, but you know, I mean, but Iron Maiden. I don't know. I don't think I have the patience for Iron Maiden to listen to it as much as Nostradamus for it to sink in. Uh, I don't think it ever will. You know. Right. Right. But, yeah, um, I need to. Re- I need to revisit Nostradamus. That's another album I haven't listened to since it came out and when did that come out like in 2000 it came out in let me see 2008 2008 okay yeah yeah it's got like symphonic shit you know it's it's different it's just different you know and you either get it or you don't i i understand but man when it when the first single they released was nostradamus i was like holy shit so i think a lot of people were expecting the whole album to be that furious where it's not it takes a lot of Twists and turns, and you know some symphonic, some mellow shit. It's it's all over the place. I don't play it that much, but yeah, I, I, like once or twice a year, I'm like, I'm gonna listen to this. You know, you do I have also, to take the time. I also remember when it came out, there was a little controversy because a, another metal band already had a concept album about Nostradamus. I think it was uh, maybe Blind Guardian or. One of those European prog metal bands already had a, a concept album about Nostradamus. I forget I, who. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, I kind of remember something like that. Yeah. Vaguely. But, I think it was Blind Guardian, but I could be wrong. Yeah, that's a band that lost me after the first couple albums. I liked when me they too. sounded like Halloween. You know, those early, those early Blind Guardian albums are awesome. Yeah, dude, same with Halloween, man. I mean... After a point, Halloween, Halloween became unlistenable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, my God, what am I listening to? Uh, I love them up to Keepers, too, really, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, my, my, I love Walls of Jericho. That, to me, Walls of Jericho, Judas, those are my... That, you know, I love the Kai, but, you know, I me love too. Michael Kiske, too. But they were more... It was kind of like an Iron Maiden thing. They were a different band before Kiske. Kiske's kind of, like, brought in the Bruce Dickinson element, you know? And they and all of a sudden the music became less thrashy too. Like yeah, more, oh more man, Walls of Jericho is insane. Totally, man, I love it. Insane fucking album, man. All Great right, album cover too. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, with the fuck. I have that shirt actually. I bought I bought that shirt from Hell's Headbangers. I go, oh shit, a Walls of Jericho shirt. I need that. It's one and of my favorite metal album covers of all time, man. I love I, it. I have a vest that only has like four patches on it. A leather vest. I have uh, uh, Digital Dictator from okay. uh, Vicious Rumors. Yeah. And uh, uh, Nuclear Salt Survive and and um, uh, Walls of Jericho and a Thrasher yeah. Die patch. <laughs> Killer, man. I used to play drums at Vicious Rumors. Did you? Yeah, in the early 2000s. Oh, wow. During, yeah. uh, what's that, an album called Mouth or something? Was it during that that era? Yeah, uh, yeah it was dur- during the album uh, with the girl getting whipped on the cover. Uh, okay. It, 
it's like considered their worst album. I'm not on the album. Uh, you did the tour. Sadistic Symphony. Yeah, I, I never heard that. Album. I never heard it. I'm yeah, not too familiar not with later good. stuff. It's not know? very good. But yeah, I toured for that uh, album cycle. And it's funny. Uh, I love Digital Dictator. I think that's great album. One of the most underrated Bay Area metal yeah, albums yeah. ever, dude. I love it. And uh, when I first started jamming with them, they're only doing maybe one song off that album. Wow. Set. Sometimes no songs. And I was like, fuck, you guys are crazy. And by the end of uh, end of that tour cycle, we were doing Towns on Fire and um, and uh, The Crest and, you know, what the a track, yeah, Digital Dictator. And the second Minutes song, to Minutes Kill. Minutes to Kill. Minutes to Kill. Yeah, we were doing all those songs. By the end of the tour cycle, we were doing like, Maybe five songs, and even like the lady took a chance. We did that a couple times too. Nice. Uh, yeah, great album, great album. Yeah, you know, I saw Vicious Rumors like two years ago, and man, that set list was full of stuff off Digital Dictator. You know, totally. lady took a chance was on it. The Crest is like one of the killerest riffs ever. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I saw that tour too. Um, Digital I got Dictator tour? Yeah, I saw Carl Albert. They played the Button South, same place I was telling you, where Priest and did it was yeah. me and like it was me and like four other people. They were headlining, or yep, they were headlining on Thunder Thursday. They had this thing called Thunder Thursday, where you know I saw Warlock, okay. uh, Armored Armored Saint. You know, what I mean, but man, it was so sad. And like I am like the biggest Armored Saint fan. I oh, worship I that too, man. man. And yeah, I felt like, you know, just killing people when I saw that Button South show it was like ten people there. I was like, and this is symbol of salvation, you know. Oh wow. The first yeah. time I saw them, because they'd never been to Florida. And uh yeah, it, it, it's just sad that fucking like vicious rumors and armored saying like two of the most underrated bands from the eighties, like yeah. and I went to go see them with ten people and still they fucking killed it, you know. You know, speaking speaking of that album, Symbol of Salvation, I, I don't quite get why everyone that's everyone's favorite Armored Saint album. That's my least favorite Armored really? Saint album. Really? I mine like is, it, but my, I don't think it compares. Uh, is mine. Yeah, Delirious Nomad's my favorite. Yeah. Raising Fear is my second favorite, and my third favorite is uh, um, uh, their uh, comeback, March the comeback Saint? album. Oh, Revelations. Yeah, Revelation. I love that fucking yeah. album, man. Hey, Dirt, man. Like that album. Yeah, I, yeah, it's I, awesome. I flew, I flew to San Jose, uh, California, to see that tour. Oh, uh, at the at the fucking rock. Uh, what was that? I, a big ass club, right? Yeah. Well, when you walk in the room, it had uh, pool tables, and then you make a left, and then there was a stage inside. Is yeah, it's called it the the rock bar. I yeah, probably. I don't remember the name. I was at yeah. that show. I was oh, at that wow. show. Cool. I had a, a this big Armored Saint fan um, was on our podcast, and he was at that show too. So that's okay. wild. Yeah, I flew to see that man. I, that's how big a fan I am of Armored Saint. And there wasn't I mean, that many people at that show either. Oh no, yeah, mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was a couple of hundred, but it, they, yeah, it wasn't sold out. That's for sure. Yeah, but it was a great show. They opened absolutely, with Chemical Euphoria. It's fucking badass. But um, all right, so. Then we go into what I consider is kind of like their power metal album, uh-huh. uh, Redeemer of Souls. Um, I'll tell you what I think for a second. You tell me. What do you think of Redeemer of Souls? Okay, so that 
of all the Halford recorded albums, that's the one I'm familiar with the least. I have it, but uh, I haven't listened to it since it came out. But uh, I remember enjoying it very much. I liked it more than uh, uh, the, the previous two, Angel Retribution and, uh, and Nostradamus. I, I thought it was cool. Um, some of the stuff reminded me of like Sin After Sin a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I dug it, but like you, I don't revisit it much. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Yeah, uh, I love, you know, I saw the tour. They did Jawbreaker, which was cool. Yep. Um, March of the Damned, I liked off this, and Hail, uh, Halls of Valhalla was cool. Dragonaut. But I don't recall um, disliking this album. But it's something I don't revisit. And I have it on vinyl, which I should I should slap it on. You know, and, and listen to it again because I'm not f- not really familiar with these later songs I'm looking at now. You know, totally. If you showed me all the the track listing, I would only be able to hum like four or five songs to you. I, I can't remember how the album ends. Yeah, uh, yeah. I should revisit it. Cool album cover. It definitely different yeah. for Jews Priest. I have I have a huge cardboard of it that this guy at a records. I you know because I buy so many vinyls. This guy goes, you want this? Like yeah, it's like fucking seven foot tall of that guy. Sick. <laughs> yeah, I have no room for it in my place, so it's behind one of my my DVD cases, you know. Right. But once I move into a house, which will happen eventually, I'll I'll display it. But um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I seem uh, to remember like there is a touch of the seventies Judas Priest here or there on the album that Angel Retribution. Didn't have really at all, and and obviously Nostradamus didn't have that because they're in their own world of that album. But uh, I I can't remember what the song is called. But there was one song. I think it was the first single off the album. Uh, it had a total seventies kind of feel, like Judas Priest feel. Like it had an actual bass line going. When you know Ian Hill played a lot of bass on those old albums. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't remember the fucking song title. I don't have the album in front of me. But whatever the first single was. I thought it was a great, great song off that album. Well, uh, the, the track listing is Dragon Out, Redeemer Souls, Halls of Valhalla, Swords of Damocles, March of the Damned, Down in Flames, Hell and Back, Cold Blooded, Metalizer, Crossfire, Secrets of the D- Dead, Battle Cry, and Beginning of the End. Well, I don't remember a lot of those songs. Yeah, I think I'm it looking was, at I, it now. I think it was the title track, Redeemer of Souls. Probably. I know. Uh, it was played. I saw. Did you see this tour? Yeah, because they were kind of uh, promoting also the anniversary of Defenders. Yeah, on this tour, I I know they played. I think they played Love Bites. I'm not sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, Jawbreaker is what I remember. I was like, whoa, they're bringing out Jawbreaker. Totally. And uh, it was it was a great show. Um, KK's gone now. Faulkner's doing a great job though. I mean, I think he's incredible. Do you think do you think it's weird how much he looks like KK Downing? Yeah, yeah, it, it is, and he plays the flying V, and, and he but, dresses like him too. And I have proof of this, Will. When I saw that tour, I said on the podcast afterwards, I said, "There's something wrong with Glenn Tipton." I noticed at that show, I was like, "There's something wrong with that guy." I don't know what it is, but he doesn't seem like his usual self. And later, later we found and. I remember my co-host was like, dude, you called it, you know, when he came out with the Parkinson's thing. But even at that show, I thought, dude, there's something wrong with Glenn. You well, know? Like, I like the way he was moving or the way he was playing? The, just No, the playing was fine. But I noticed uh, um, 
Faulkner did the bulk of the leads. Uh, and, and and he didn't move. He just didn't move, period. You know, he just stood there. And, you know, maybe he did the little back and forth, which you're, what he's known of. But I noticed there was something off about him that night. And huh. by that time, he was already fighting Parkinson's because he didn't allow he didn't announce Parkinson's till 10 years after the fact he's had it. Right, you know? right, right. So I think it started to affect him there. And, and sure enough, this is the last tour with uh glenn i mean he did pop up the, and uh, the last time i saw him where i told you you know i know the guy that manages priest i didn't know at the time and this guy has managed acdc zz top i mean so i'm at this pre-show and he bumps into me ralph i'm like oh what do you and i'm like i'm thinking because pete doesn't live down here i'm like are you managing these guys now he's like yep i was like why and he goes tonight he goes don't say nothing but tonight is the last time you'll ever see glenn tipton on stage Wow. And, yeah, and he came out at the end, and he's never. And then, like about a couple weeks afterward, they ran a story: Glenn will never play, be on stage ever again, and shit. And I didn't know this, but Glenn lives down here. He oh lives, shit! Uh, yeah, he lives in uh, like Jupiter, Florida. So, and it sucks because you know I saw the show, I left the show, and then all my friends took pictures with Glenn, who came out, you know, and hung out with people. I was like, fuck, you know. You didn't get a shot with him, or but you already have a picture with him. Yeah, I already, I already met him on, on Demolition that tour. Right. But, but yeah, you know, I still would have loved to seen him. You know, just you know, just to say hi to the guy. You know, totally. knowing that he's sick and shit. You know, totally. But and knowing that that was the last time he was ever going to be on stage because nobody knew that at the time. I did. You know, my friend told me. You know, but um, but yeah, it's it's a decent album. But the next album. I'll let you get into it, but I will just say this about Firepower. Okay. It's the best damn Priest album since Defenders. That's what I think. What I agree. Think? I agree 100%, dude. That album became like the soundtrack of, of my life like for that whole year. And it came out what, like three years ago, maybe? Or how um, what, what year did that come out? Let's see. This, was, this came out ago. in 2018, two yeah, years so ago. Not that long ago, yeah. Uh, I listened to that album for a year straight. All my friends were listening to it for a year straight. Every house party I went to, barbecue, whatever, that album was cranking. It was like being back in 1982 when uh, Screaming for Vengeance came out and everyone was all about Priest. It was really cool, man. Like I, It brought back my childhood, that album. Um, and, and the tour, too. I mean, it, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow when you don't see K.K. Orglin up on stage. Yeah. But, but you, you forget about it pretty quickly. When you hear these guys playing, you know, the songs from Firepower and crazy shit like Saints in Hell or whatever. I mean, yeah. they just they went all out for this last tour, for these last two tours for the album. And, uh, yeah, the album's produced great. Um, it's not all super heavy all the way through. There's definitely rock and roll type of songs you might even almost hear on uh, Point of Entry. Like, there's a couple of songs that are a little more lighthearted, you know. It's not all bleak. Yeah, like and, like flamethrower. Yeah, oh, flamethrower reminds me of fucking eighties priest. Dude, that's that's my favorite song on the album. Wow, I gotta I gotta send you. I made a video for it. I make music videos. I don't know. if you I know. know. I know. I've seen your kiss once. Yeah. Oh well, I made one for flamethrower. That's badass. I, I throw in like movie clips of people with flamethrowers. <laughs> so, are you a fan of that song too? Then, obviously, or? love it. I love this. <laughs> I don't think there's a bad song in this album. Yeah, I like songs you know i can pick up you know 
the songs that are not as strong, but even the songs I don't think as strong, like Lone Wolf, for instance. I love it, but I don't think it's one of the stronger points of the album. Me neither. But I love it. I, I love that song. Sea of Red, I love. Uh, but my favorite would be either Trader's Gate or No Surrender. Those are my two favorites. I don't know which one to pick. Okay, um, for, for me, it's it's either Flamethrower or Evil Never Dies. That's a great song, too. Yeah, they played that on both legs, too, or at least on the first leg. Well, actually, there was three legs. I saw I saw two of them. I didn't see the one with Saints and Hell, the first one, but they did a tour with Deep Purple. Um, oh, I, and I, I didn't yeah, see that one. Yeah, I went all the way up to Jacksonville to see that, and uh, I took a plane. <laughs> oh, wow. And, uh, and uh, that night, they played um, Desert Plains, uh, Delivering wow. the Goods. Wow. They played that night. Uh, and uh, I can't remember what else, uh, what other deep track, but uh, oh, uh, No Surrender, I believe, was the first time they played it during that tour. Sure. But Traders Gate, they didn't play till the third leg, which I was happy to see that as well. Right. But um, yeah, they played Evil Never Dies, Lightning Strikes. Um, it was great. It was fucking awesome. But they opened. No, no. Actually, the third leg was a very weird opening. They they opened with Necromancer. Remember that? Oh yeah, totally. I thought that was an odd way to start a show. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, they're harking back to the to the old yeah, days. When, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's and the great. album cover, dude. The album cover it looks like a, a continuation of Screaming for Screaming. Yeah. yeah. It's so fucking cool, man. Yeah. It's it's just a fucking. I mean, this one threw me back. And like you, I don't know if I heard it as much, but man, I couldn't get in my car when I had to drive like for over, you know, the the amount uh, as long as this album is. It was just so cool to hear in its entirety. Yeah, you know? man. I, I love listening to this from beginning to end. It's just, it's a fucking slamming album. And it's like, and I even read an interview with Rob Hofford saying, I don't know how we're going to top this shit, you know? Yeah, you know they're they're, they're they're working. Yeah, they are working on it, and they're a little worried, you know. But you know, I think uh, a lot too. You got to give a a a hand to Tom Allen for his return. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I think he did a a great, fantastic job. You know, I mean, just I mean, you know me with production. I don't know, but I know song wise, uh, this is the most solid thing they ever did till since Defenders. And you know me. I love some of those albums between, but I'll put this over all these albums after Defenders. Yeah, so you'd you'd put uh, uh put it over Painkiller, huh? Oh yeah, easily. Yeah, easily. I, I as I said, I love Painkiller, but it's to me it's kind of like not a priest album per se because it doesn't really take chances. This one does, man. Sure, for sure. You know, it does. It you know, like you know, Children of the Sun. Never the heroes, you know, they're different, you know. And I just love it. I, I just love the sound back to front. And uh, I played it just uh, like three days ago. And it still fucking holds up really good. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's the best production they've had since uh, since Tom Allen, you know, since he was uh, doing it for him. So I'm glad they're working with him again. I, I think they are. Um, oh, cool. I read somewhere that they're they're doing demos with him. I thought, but uh, yeah, if the next album sounds anything like this, then you know, I mean, they're gonna have a, another good five ten years for him. You know, it's gonna be killer. 
Wow, well, we did it, dude. <laughs> that's a that's a very hefty discography we just went through. Totally, and, dude. <laughs> and we can both agree, I mean, there's more good than bad, definitely, on this. Absolutely. And if you're going to have a band that's been around this long, come on. It's impossible to have, like, every fucking album as good as Firepower and Unleashed and Sad Wings and Defenders, you know? I mean, gonna... totally. I mean, it's... It's a testament just to say they survived the 90s, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, they barely survived the 90s, but, you know, they, they did. They, they got through it. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, Death Age only has, what, nine studio albums out? And how many did Judas Priest have out now? Like 18 or? Probably, yeah, something like that. But there was a huge gap with Death Angel. What was it? 10, 11 years? 11 years, yeah. Oh. Uh, a question uh, going going to, to Death Angel for a second. Sure. What did you think? What did you think of the organization? Um, if you it, want, I'll edit this out. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I, I think Rob knows. Uh, the, I thought the first album had some really good stuff on it. There was some stuff I didn't really care for, but it was kind of a hit or miss. Like from song to song, I would really like a song. But I thought the good outweighed the bad of the first album, and I used to see them live all the time. They're still a great live band, uh, and I don't think they ever did any Death Angel songs. But people would be screaming for Death Angel songs throughout the entire set. I'm sure they were sick yeah. of hearing that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the first album had some pretty good stuff, but I wasn't into the second album at all. I just, I, I just didn't click with me. I, the production was kind of, it wasn't as good as the first album, uh, songwriting and the production. I thought weren't as good as the first, so. Uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of hit or miss for me. Uh, how about you? Uh, what do you think? Uh, I, I love both of them, but I would definitely put the first one over Savor the Flavor. Yeah. But my God, do I love Rob's voice. And Andy, you know, he sang on it too. Absolutely. Uh, and and I, like the song Wonder and It's Been Nice. And I mean, there's just something about Rob's voice that I really, really dig. You know, I, I like the, and I like how, you know, he's been singing more on, you know, uh, like on Retrospect, uh, Retribution, that, what's the name of that song, the mellow one, second to last track? Uh, um, Volcanic. Yeah, I, I don't think you played it. There's no drums on that, is there? No, no, no. Yeah, I remember, you know, riding home looking at that going, Volcanic, that shit's going to be heavy, you know? <laughs> and, and I put it on, and it's like so mellow, but god damn, does that guy sing good, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and like when they were doing the O, because they, they had Andy in the band, so they were both doing harmonies and stuff. They would do some great cover tunes at their shows during the organization, like uh, Cheap Trick songs. Or, wow. Yeah, songs with a lot of vocal prowess. Do you they, remember what Cheap Trick songs they were? Fuck. I'm trying. I I remember they did... Uh, uh, I, no, I, I can't remember. It wasn't one... It may have been Surrender. I think it was one of the hits. Okay. But they 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 sing it well, and you know uh, Rob did a great job. And they also yeah they would always do something different. Like they did Tom Petty uh, covers, and they would always throw covers in their shows. And the shows were really entertaining, and always like you know they're great musicians, so good shows. And I like about half of the first organization album. Right, uh, they, they there's a hidden track on the second album that's a Steely Dan cover. Um, really? Yeah. Um... Oh god damn, it's one of their hits too. Uh, back Jack, do it again. Oh that, wow. Huh, I never yeah. heard that. 
Yeah, that's I know actually... a song they used to cover. Uh, they used to cover um, uh, "Love Isn't Always on Time." Da, oh, da, 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 uh, Toto. Yeah, they used to cover that tune and do a really wow. good version of it. Yeah, but man, what a singer, man! I mean, I think he's got an amazing voice. I agree, definitely. And uh, yeah, and I like how him and Mark Mark are now. You know, I mean, he did sing the very first song on the very first. Death Angel album, but no, that's not that's not uh, Rob. That's uh, no? Dennis. It's that's Dennis? Dennis. Yeah. God, I could have sworn it was Rob all these years. No, no, it's yeah, it's Dennis. I know when you guys did the anniversary show and I opened for you guys, uh, Mark sang it. Yeah, yeah, because we were doing the ultra violence in its entirety, right? That was yeah, that was a sick show, man. That was insane. That was a little uh, well, not that small, but uh, mid-sized club, Churchill's and. Boy, man, I got hurt at that show. <laughs> the pits were crazy that night, you know. Totally. But yeah, man. So, dude, God, how long? Let me see. How long we've been at this? Uh, three hours and seventeen minutes, dude. I, I can't thank you enough, man. <laughs> hey, oh, dude, my pleasure. I can, I love talking priests, especially with someone who who loves it like I do. You know. Hell yeah, man. And uh, we pretty much agree on just about all of it, especially who's the superior band. Yeah. You know. I remember the first time, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, man. The first time I walked into a record store and saw that first Iron Maiden album, I freaked out at the cover. I was like, holy shit, what the hell is this? And then I turned it around. Paul Deanna looked like Rob Hoffert. Yep. Dennis Stratton had red je- red leather jeans. Yep. You know, like, and, and, and Dave Holland looked like, uh, I mean, Dave, Dave, listen to me, Dave Holland. Dave, Dave Murray, Murray looked like KK. Yep. I was like, and Steve Harris looked like Pete Way, <laughs> but, still, but still, I was like, I cannot leave this store without it because it looked like Priest, you know? totally. And uh, and and dude, they they owe a lot to Priest actually, if you really think about it. And it would piss me, you know. And I gotta say this: I saw the the that last Maiden tour, which I love going to see Iron Maiden when they do those retro tours. Absolutely, it was that last retro tour. And it, I was really mad because I was in this huge arena and it was so packed. And I just looked around going, dude, Priest played the Hollywood Casino Hard Rock, you know? Uh-huh. This ain't right, man. Uh-huh. I feel that way about the band you're in, too. I don't want to see Death Angel open for bands not as good as them. You know? <laughs> That's my opinion. But, uh, hey, I love Iced Earth. They're fucking awesome. You know, I, I like saw, some Iced Earth. I like some I, of their stuff. I, I saw you guys open for them in Sabaton, but I'm sorry. You guys... Blow them both away together, you know. We didn't uh, open up for Ice Earth and Sabaton. Yeah, you did. Really? Wait, what am I thinking? Yeah, I saw Death Angel with. Oh no, it wasn't. It was fuck. Who was it with then? Was it? I saw. You know, now I think about it. It was a show I saw you guys open, and then I had to go to work because I used to work a night shift there. It was okay. in Fort Lauderdale at the Revolution. Who the hell were you touring with? Maybe uh, Testament Annihilator. No, no, no. That was no, Testament and Anthrax was at the same club, but it wasn't that. Sh- it wasn't that tour. It oh, was- we were touring with maybe Children of Bodom. That was the one, and I didn't stick around for Children of Bodom. Wasn't there a- another band on that bill? Tier T Y R. That's it. That's the show. You guys played the same the same place, the Revolution, where that club I saw Iron Maiden in that club during the. Sign of the Cross. What was that first Blaze Bailey album? X the X Factor. Factor. 
Yeah, I saw them at that. I saw, dude, you know. dude, on that tour, they uh, they were coming to San Francisco. They were originally booked uh, at the Fillmore, which is small for Iron Maiden nowadays, at least. Uh, it's a, you know, Fillmore is like a, a big, a big small band venue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, they were scheduled to play there, and because of lack of ticket sales, it got moved to a place called the Maritime Hall, and I mean, it was that was a shocking development, man. Like, what Iron Maid's playing the the Maritime Hall? I mean, it, it, Maritime Hall has still held about a thousand people, but that's where local bands played and shit. You wow! Know what I mean? and, and and they canceled. They didn't even bother playing. Well, oh, really? Dark <laughs> yeah. times. And that that club, Revolution, where you played with Children of Bodom and and Anthrax, they, it, it, there was not one person in the balcony. Wow. It was only downstairs. That was with Fear Factory. That was that was dark times. But I'll tell you something. I, you know, I saw Dio in a little tiny club, um, Priest. But I got to say, the, the special thing about that time was everybody that was at that show still loved metal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because when metal yeah. came, came back, now you see all the coming. Johnny comes lately, go see Maiden play the, the big arena. Yeah. But, you know... It was just like so many people gave up. But when you'd go to those shows, it was special. You knew you were with people that kept the faith. You know what I mean? Totally, man. Totally. Fucking A, man. So, dude, again, man, thank you so much, man. This was great. I want you back, bro. We'll we'll, we'll think of something else. And uh, We could talk about King Diamond Merciful Fate. Oh, now there's something. There's yeah. something I'd love to do. Yeah, you're, you're more of a King fan. Yeah, and, but uh, but don't get me wrong. I love Fate as well, but yeah, I, lo- yeah, I love King a little more. That's cool, man. I love, I love, you know, I mean, without spoiling it, oh, fuck it, I'll edit this out. Man, you talk about a solid discography, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of Abigail 2. That's my only, that's the only thing. Did you like that one? Abigail 2? Yeah. Uh, I did like that album, actually. I, I mean, obviously, it's not as strong as the part one but i thought it was pretty good i liked oh, it better than uh i liked it better than the puppet master okay i love that one did you like house of god that's the only album in this discography that i'm not that familiar with it, oh, okay i saw that tour but I, i'm not really familiar with that album yeah i saw that tour as well do you like that album yeah i did i i, I do but you know i mean i'm more of a classic king diamond guy but I'm saying his his discography to me is solid. You know, I listen totally. to all those albums and enjoy them thoroughly. You know, um, my I would say the most underrated would be Spider's Lullaby. I think. Oh, that see, was... yeah, I don't dig that album. That's really I don't like it, man. I was so disappointed when it came out. I, I love one... the eye. I love the yeah. eye. Yeah, yeah. And bad. Uh, yeah, I thought Spider's Lullaby just sounded cheap. It almost sounded like a demo, and it sounded like it was rushed. I remember like I haven't listened to that album in years. I never go to that album, but when it came out, I bought it like right away because because I love the eye so much. And I, yeah, sound wise, it, it sounded cheap. Well, give it another chance. I will. I <laughs> it, will. Because I I really think it's criminally underrated. You know, it's definitely an underrated album. I, I'll agree with that. Yeah, a lot. Well, a lot of King Diamond albums are, but um, but dude, it's been a fucking honor, man. Yeah, uh, man. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll come back and we'll talk fate and King Diamond. You let me know when's a good time. I'm uh, very okay. flexible, 
and uh, with the time and shit. And I really, I hope you had fun doing this one, man. Definitely, man. Definitely. All right, man. You take care. Have a good night. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Right on. Thank you so much, Will. You're welcome, man. Later, brother. That was awesome. Will rules, man. Love talking priest with that guy. It's infectious, man. And um, can't wait till we talk about the fade and King Diamond, too. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to do something a little different this week when we go into the vault. It's not only going to be one song. There's three songs I mentioned through this episode that I want to play. So let's go in the vault and I'll play it for you. All right. The first of the three songs I want to play you this week is uh, I mentioned that Judas Priest re-recorded two songs on their Bullet Train single from Japan. So I'm going to play you the first one with the added lyrics. Now, no, I don't think it's as good as the original, but it's quite interesting. And I really dig it. What do you think? Here it is. Rapid Fire with Ripper Owen.
Rapid Fire, recorded, I guess, in 97 during the Jugulator sessions. What'd you guys think? You can leave it in the comments on uh, the Facebook page if you're start of part of it. Join the Vieira Vault Facebook page if you haven't. Uh, and uh, here's the other bonus track on it. Very slowed down. Yeah, in my opinion, it's okay. But I like Rapid Fire more. But shit, it's still rare. And I'm sure some of you all like it. Maybe more than I do. I don't actually hate it. But definitely nowhere near the Mighty Priest version on Unleashed or Hellbent for Leather. This is their version of their cover of the Fleetwood Mac song, The Green Manalishi with the Two-Prong Crown. Oh, 
know, it's not as bad as I remembered it, actually. I kind of dug that. I just sat through it now. I like uh, the chug, the chugging junk, 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 junk with the slowdown. Of course, I still don't think it's as good as the originals. But uh, definitely better than I remembered it. All right, the last track I'm going to play you that I mentioned during the show was the bonus track. I believe it was the Japanese bonus track on the Live Insurrection Halford album where Rudolf Schenker came out. And they did a cover of the Scorpions Blackout. And here it is.
Check out the Hoffer Band with Rudolf Schenker. Bonus track from Live Insurrection. All right, another end to the Vieira Vault. It's been a great past three weeks with Will Carroll. And he'll be back. I'm so happy he'll be back. And uh, thank you all for listening, especially you that's listening right now. And please leave a, a, a review on the Apple Podcast Music uh, site. Uh, read them on the air and mention you and all that stuff. And uh, thank you for sharing, all you people out there that share my podcast. James West. Oh, there's a bill out there. There's a lot. There's quite a few. You know, I'm going to start taking notes. I'm going to take notes of all that, all you that shared so I can give you all a shout out as well uh, on the show because you all rule and rule hard. I don't know what I have scheduled for next week, but I can tell you this now. I have about six shows already recorded and edited and ready to put up. So... Don't know what it is, but I'll tell you this, man. For the next six weeks, there'll for sure be more Vieira Vault. Actually, I'm recording on Monday with somebody. So, uh, for the next seven weeks. But, I'm no, for, for more than that, because I'm still going to be doing shows in these next few weeks. My goal is to get, like, maybe 20 done so I can take a little break. But, no, nah, I don't even want to take a break, to tell you the truth. That's how I was in the old podcast. And, but, you know, on Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, you know, Ian and I worked hard. And it was also scheduling. And, you know, I had to work around, and he had to work around me. And, you know, it was a little more, uh, it was a little, it was harder. It was harder because I added music to the podcast. And I did really like to take breaks on the Rock and Metal, even though I still stand by my, uh, my thoughts that the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast is the greatest podcast that ever will be. So I still stand by that. But I can tell you that uh, it was a pain in the ass to do. There was too much editing, adding music, and a break was much needed. So we used to like do like several shows. I mean, would try to do several shows so we could take like a few weeks off. But I don't feel that way with this podcast. I've I love doing this, you know, because I don't add music. There's not a whole lot of editing going on, but um, that's why I don't see any end in sight for the Vieira Vault. We're going to keep steaming along. Every single week, you'll get a new episode for I don't know how long, but if it was up to me, till I die. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and keep one fist in Ricky Rackman's face and your foot kicking his balls. Smack him a gob.